Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. <laughs> Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance, Rob Gronkowski. Gronk, live in a half hour on the Goodyear Hotline. This picture of the Bidens and the Carters was just brought to my attention. We don't do any political discussion on this show. There will not be any here, except to point out that President Biden and the First Lady obviously met with uh, former President Carter and his wife. Uh, And I'm old enough to remember when when Jimmy Carter was president and Rosalind Carter and all of that. And I guess that the Bidens were at their family home in Plains, Georgia, and a photo was taken. And there were lengthy explanations of this, but as a consequence of wide-angle lenses and distortion of where they're actually sitting in a room, the Bidens look enormous and the Carters look minute. And it is the strangest-looking picture I've ever seen. (laughs) Rosalind Carter genuinely looks like a ventriloquist dummy on the lap of President Biden. Of Gulliver. Right? I mean, that's what it looks like. It looks like if you were old enough to remember, do we we even have ventriloquists anymore? If if you know what that looks like, if you know what I mean by that— that's what it looks like. It is the strangest looking photo I've ever seen in my entire life. I don't even know what to say about it, really, except that it's bizarre. Have you have you met either either president, either uh, Biden or? I've never met either of them. No, I've never met President Carter. He was lo- obviously long since out of office by the time I started working. I met President Clinton many years after he was president. I met President Bush, George W. Bush, while he was president. Mm-hmm. I met President Trump way before he became president. I met, I interviewed President Obama uh, when he was running. He was then Senator Obama. I never met him in person. Mm-hmm. We had we used to have Senator McCain on the old show all the time. He would call in about sports issues. Uh, that's it. I don't think I've ever uh, spoken to Biden. The, the, I've only been to the White House that one Biden's time. Biden's a big sports fan. I know. I, 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 it's. I think it's possible that maybe he came in came on Mike and Mike at some point in the early 2000s to talk about some sports issue before he became vice president. I, I don't have a recollection of that, but one way or another, it doesn't matter. The point is the photo was ridiculous. <laughs> and if, if you haven't seen it, <laughs> you, you'll be, uh, I don't know if entertained is the word I'm looking for. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. They're, they're just sitting in a room and the Carters who are very elderly, but I mean, they're normal sized people and they look like <laughs> they look like dolls, they right? I dolls. mean, they, they, I don't even know what else to say about this picture, but it does give you some idea of just the bizarre nature of, of the, the camera distortion. Like you could play a lot of tricks if you oh, wanted yeah. to with cameras and they weren't trying to do that here, right? No one, this was released by the Carter Center. Like, the President <laughs> Carter's people are the one who took this picture and released it. So they weren't trying to make him look ridiculous. That was not the intention of this. But this has become a big deal. Like, experts are, like, on TV shows explaining this. Like, right. People are, are the outraged. phenomenon, yes. Yeah. I, candidly, I'm fascinated it by very it. It is interesting. It is fascinating. <laughs> one way or another, let's move on. Mine is that sort of rare genius that will not be fully appreciated until long, long after, after its time. time. The genius, you said? Your genius. He's genius, eh? We're not going to appreciate your brilliance until you're gone. Brilliant. All right. Here is one I want you to remember that I'm the one who told it to you, okay? Do not discount the possibility of Aaron Rodgers winding up in Las Vegas. And I'm going to tell you why. How many years was John Gruner at ESPN? About 10 or 11? I, I can't remember if right. it was 10 or 11. Mm-hmm. However many years he was at ESPN, he was on Mike and Mike every Wednesday for every one of those years. I've probably interviewed John Gruden in my life, I don't even know where to begin, 200 times. 
And I have probably been with him in my life about a dozen times. And I like John very much. And he is the, as passionate a football person as you will ever meet. But let me tell you something about John Gruden. John Gruden developed Brett Favre. John Gruden was a quarterback's coach for the Green Bay Packers when Mike Holmgren and the Packers brought in Favre. And Holmgren, Andy Reid, and John Gruden developed Favre. Andy Reid has gone on about his life and obviously been a very successful coach. Mike Holmgren won that championship there and has gone on about his life. And John Gruden has never stopped trying to create another Brett Favre. He's never stopped. That is my, my, my psychological evaluation of John. So when you would watch him on the draft every year and he was always consumed with this quarterback and that quarterback, you got to take him and you got to take him. He always wanted the quarterback. And I've jokingly for all these years been saying John Gruden's favorite quarterback is always the next one he can get. It's because the one he wants back is Favre. He reveres the great quarterbacks. Favre, have you ever seen Gruden with Peyton Manning? Have you ever been in a room with Gruden and Peyton Manning at the same time? Like Gruden, the way he talks to and about Peyton, he reveres it. There's something about the great quarterback that he's, he's fascinated by and consumed with. And he had a really good one, and I mean, he took Oakland. Well, he didn't take them to the Super Bowl. He beat them in the Super Bowl, but he sort of he, he turned Rich Gannon into what Rich Gannon became in Oakland. And then he went to Tampa and won with a great defense and Brad Johnson, who was a fine quarterback, but not, we're not talking about this. And then he has spent basically his entire coaching career trying to get that again. And so I'm telling you, whatever it is he has to do, he will get, he will, what, what is, is it Ahab who's, who's, who's trying to get Moby Dick and, and, and that's his white whale? That is what John Gruden wants. So I'm telling you right now, if it means acquiring more offensive linemen for him, if, 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 uh, if Aaron Rodgers looks at that O-line and says that O-line's not good enough, he'll make the trades. He'll make the moves, whatever they are. If Green Bay says, I need this, that, and the other, he'll do it. I believe John Gruden will move heaven and earth to try and get Aaron Rodgers. And I think it would be a really good matchup. And here's why. Because I think Aaron Rodgers on any team is a championship contender. I genuinely believe that. You put Rodgers on the Las Vegas Raiders and they are a Super Bowl contender. I am telling you that right now. If Aaron Rodgers leaves Green Bay, I would bet you my house he wins again before they do. If Rodgers leaves Green Bay, I would bet you my house they don't win the Super Bowl again in Green Bay for at least a decade. The entire league will have to turn over again. Because think about the greatness here. Tom Brady leaves New England. You saw the impact that had. And New England has the greatest coach ever. You think the Packers' leadership is Bill Belichick? You take... Aaron Rodgers and put him on the Raiders and you put Derek Carr on the Packers, the Raiders are better than the Packers. Done. Like that. Immediately. You could talk all you want about Devontae Adams, all these guys. Half those guys are those guys because they've had Aaron Rodgers. There's a five-win difference between those teams last year. Uh, that's nothing. Five wins. You don't think Aaron Rodgers is worth five wins? Aaron Rodgers changes everything. Tom Brady went to a 7-9 team and won the Super Bowl. Don't count the regular season wins. Count the wins that matter. Tampa didn't go 11-5. They went 15-5. and 
They won the four that really mattered at the end. And that's what people like Aaron Rodgers do. Could you imagine how good Cortland Sutton might be if Aaron Rodgers was his quarterback? You see what he looked like with Drew Locke as his quarterback? And whoever was before him? I can't even remember who Denver's quarterback was before Drew Locke. Who was it? Was it Brett Rippon? I don't know. Look it up. Give me the names of the people Trevor who Simeon? have been the Broncos quarterback. No, Simeon goes even too far back for that. Simeon's been a Jet since then. Simeon was on the Jets two years ago. <laughs> They've had 100 quarterbacks since Peyton Manning retired. Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco. Case Keenum. Case Keenum. And your boy Trevor Simeon. Trevor that, Simeon. Those are their main starters since Peyton Manning. And Drew Locke. And Drew Locke. And Cortland Sutton looks like a star. And Noah Fant is going to be a star. And Jerry Judy is going to be a star. You give them Aaron Rodgers. And, oh, by the way, they just drafted Javante Williams, who, by the way, might be the best running back in this draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, Najee Harris is terrific. Travis Etienne is terrific. Neither of them are better than Javante Williams. I'm telling you that right now. Javante Williams will run over anything and everything and like doing it. Most physical running back in this draft by far. If Aaron Rodgers goes to the Raiders, the Raiders are absolutely a Super Bowl contender. Look, the Broncos right now, they have the ninth shortest odds in Vegas to win the Super Bowl. Without Aaron Rodgers, they're not one of the nine best teams in the AFC. They're not. They're not even close. I'm not sure that I, I, I just quickly jotted down nine teams in the AFC that are better than them without even giving it a lot of thought. I'll just rattle them off of you right now. The Kansas City's better than them. The Chargers are better than them. I'll just go division by division. Mm-hmm. In the north, Cleveland's better than them. Baltimore's better than them. That's without even question. I'm not even putting Pittsburgh okay. in the conversation. In the east, New England is better than them. Buffalo's better than them. Miami's better than them. That's seven. Mm-hmm. Now we go down to the south. Indy is better than them. Tennessee is better than them. That's nine. Who am I forgetting? Jack, that's it. So they're the 10th best team in the AFC conservatively without Aaron Rodgers. With Aaron Rodgers, they could win the Super Bowl. Could absolutely win the Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. Those guys make that much difference. Gronk is on the way as we continue in this hour. The Green List is on the way as we continue in this hour. And a delightful story about a legend you barely know. All that on the way. I'm Greeny on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Coming up this morning with Greeny, Tampa Bay Buccaneer tight end Rob Gronkowski. Gronk this morning with Greeny at 11:30 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. Passion, drive, and patience—the formula for winning championships—is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
Greeny, the podcast. My name is Greeny. I'm presented by Progressive Insurance, small business protection for more than vehicles with insurance expertise to keep your company moving forward. More at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Don't miss Gronk. Rob Gronkowski live coming up here 12 or so minutes from now. We should have some fun with him. Meanwhile, you know, I like trying to share some personal stories. This one's not about me. I need you to listen carefully. I just want you to know. So here's something I just want you to know, and it is about what a sweetheart of a man, what an absolute mensch Mel Kuyper is. So I've known Mel, you know, a little for 20-something years now. I've worked at ESPN 24 years, and, um, you know, I've had him on shows forever. But I really got to know him much better this year with, with being as involved in the draft as I was. And my level of respect for him professionally only increased, and it was already astronomical. But he's so remarkably passionate about what he does that whatever it is you imagine, it's even more so. So I love Mel. I loved him long before I found this out. But I just want you to hear a story about what an absolute mensch Mel Kuyper is. So we have a producer who works on the TV show Get Up with Hembo and me every single day. Her name is Allie Leo Grande. Now, she's subsequently gotten married. Her, her last name is now Haven. That's right. But to me, she will always be Allie Leo Grande. At least that's how she comes up in my contact. Um, <laughs> but Allie has been with our show for years. She is the sweetest young woman you'll ever meet in your life. She's about 30 years old, just got married, crazy sports fan, just got promoted. She's the best. She's a producer on Get Up, and everyone loves her. Just universally beloved. As, as sweet a young person as you'll ever come across. Her mother, whom I've not met, she tells us, is the craziest sports fan you will ever meet. Like, loves, lives and dies with sports. So much so that Allie claims, and I say claims because I've never seen it, that there exists somewhere in this world a photo of her at the age of 14 coming to a Mike and Mike show. <laughs> Apparently her mother, her mother who was a crazy Jet fan and Yankee fan. She grew up, I think, in upstate New York, yeah, right? She, she went to Syracuse. She went to Syracuse. She's a, a crazy fan of the, of the Yankees and the Jets. They came to a Mike and Mike show one time, and apparently there's a picture of Allie and me from, you know, 15, 16 years ago. That needs to surface. I have not seen it. That needs I, to surface. I actually accused her yesterday of making up this photo because I've seen no evidence of it, but one way or the other. She tells this story. So when she was a kid, this is how crazy of a fan her mother is. Before Mel Kuyper was famous, she, his, her mother, Allie's mother, used to order his blue book. So he would put out this blue book, I think he still does, of, of all of the prospects. Long before he became basically synonymous with the draft itself, people knew of him because he would put out this book where he would review all the players. He would do all the things he does on TV, but he would do it in print. And it was hundreds of pages, and he would do just like he does now. All of the players, and back then the draft was 10, 12 rounds long. You're talking about hundreds and hundreds of players. I myself have never met a person who ordered that book, <laughs> and I knew a lot of very big sports fans. Allie's mom apparently was an avid reader of that book. <laughs> and the way Allie tells the story, Allie's mom, when, when Mel started coming on with us all the time this year, kept saying to Allie, tell Mel that your mother is a fan and loves the book. Tell Mel that your mother used to order the book before Mel was famous. Allie said she never did that because she doesn't want to bother Mel with such things. Apparently, this week, Allie mentioned this to Mel. Mel says, you tell me if I'm exaggerating any of this story. So far, so good. You were in the room when it happened. Mel says, give your mother my home number and tell her to call me. She does, 
And apparently, Allie's mom spent 15 minutes on the phone with Kim, <laughs> Mrs. Kuiper, and then spent at least that long, if not longer, on the phone with Mel. And they just talked. <laughs> and planned to do so again. And, and, and that's right. And have planned, <laughs> Recur- have made plans to get back together on the phone and just chat. This is a recurring thing now. Yeah. They've, they've struck up a friendship. I think this is how you befriend Mel. Like, you know, you, I've never tried to talk to Mel about anything else. So I don't know what that would be like. But I just thought to myself, what a mensch. Like, I've worked here forever. I don't know anyone else you could do that no with, way. right? No I mean, way. we have, like, big stars. Like, I got Gronk coming up in a minute. I'm not going to ask him, can I give my mom your phone number so you guys could <laughs> chat later if possible? I can't think of anyone I would do with. I mean, I, mean, I consider guys like Dominique Foxworth, Dan Orlovsky, Jay Will, all the, Buster Only, all these guys to be cl- close personal friends. I play golf with half of them. I wouldn't give my mother any of their phone numbers. <laughs> And my mother is a charming person and also a huge sports fan. Right. But, like, she's not calling Neek. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> Dominique Kai, it's Harriet Greenberg. I have uh, <laughs> just a few thoughts on your career when you were the president of the NFLPA and I used to watch you with the Ravens. It's not happening. Now, I did bring my mom to meet Namath, but that's an entirely mm, different right. story. He's the, he's the exception, right? Well, I mean, Namath is Namath. Namath wasn't a human being in my house when I was growing up. He was a deity. We were an irreligious household. We were not sure about the existence of God, but we believed in Joe Namath. That's for damn sure. And my mother would have left my father for Joe Namath, and my father would have applauded that. So Namath doesn't count. He's not even a person when it comes to my house. But anyway, I just thought you would like to hear that. Mel Kuyper is such a mensch. He, he, between he and Kim, they spent half an hour on the phone with someone I can only describe as Ali's mom, and they have made plans to do so again. And I just thought you'd like to know that. The great Rob Gronkowski and the Green List are still on the way after this word from 303 Products. Are you looking for professional-level protection for your car's paint, but without the cost you would pay a professional detailer? Well, you need new revolutionary 303 Graphene Nano Spray Coating. It provides just that. 12 months of protection with a simple mode of application. You can do it yourself in no time. It leaves your car's finish with insane levels of shine and depth. Plus, the water beating is crazy. Your car will never look better. It also helps to keep your car looking that way longer, too. The layer of protection helps to repel dust, fights off water spotting. It does it by making water shed quickly from the surface and lowering the surface temperature so the water doesn't end up drying on the paint. It's also great to use on your car's glass, wheels, and trim as well. It's now available at Advanced Auto Parts and Pep Boys locations nationwide, or you can learn more by visiting 303radio.com. Gronk next, ESPN Radio. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off 
your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Greeny, the podcast. This is Greeny coming to you live, as always, from the Seaport District at Pier 17, brought to you by Chase and presented by Progressive Insurance. And right now we're going to the Goodyear hotline to bring live to this program, I think, one of the most amusing people in professional sports today. And I mean that in only the best way you can. I like people who enjoy what they do. And I don't know that there's anything in the world Rob Gronkowski does not enjoy. And I'm delighted to bring Gronk onto this program for the first time. Hello, Gronk, and welcome. Mike, what's up, man? How you doing? Well, I'm doing great. And and before I get to any of my questions, you have teamed up with Bud Light as the brand's secretary of summer. And I can tell you, in all the years I've been doing this and all of the different promotions I've had various athletes on to promote, I can't think of one that fits better. I, I can think of no one that seemed better suited for any promotion than you seem for this. <laughs> yes, definitely. Bud Light actually made me the secretary of summer, which, you know, sounds about right. And, uh, you know, it is designed to make sure everyone has the best summer ever. So I feel like they got the right guy because I'm always having a good summer. I love doing activities outside and everything. And the Bud Light Stimmy is full of $10 million in prizes to help you have an awesome summer. And the prizes for the fans include a giveaway of 100,000 free sports tickets for over 70 teams. Uh, It's the biggest giveaway in uh, uh, the biggest sports tickets giveaway in uh, history ever. So uh, Bud Light's just doing it right, and we just want everyone to have an awesome summer, man. I love it. It's all about fun. And, and that's, as I mentioned, what I like about you. So I'd love to try, if I can, for a moment, to get to the root. Where did that begin for you? Where in your life would you trace back your, in, a, in, a, in a world, especially in a business like yours, where people are so serious, where the work is hard, and a lot of people don't always seem to enjoy it? Where did it start for you that you just seem to find the fun in your life and in your work and everything? Oh, man, I would say it goes back um, all the way to, you know, my childhood. You know, that's where it all started. Just just playing sports nonstop and having a good time doing it. You know, uh, when I was growing up, it was, you know, in our neighborhood. I had four, uh, three older brothers, one younger brother. And then in the neighborhood that we grew up in, I had friends all over the place. And let me tell you. We were competing every single day. There was like literally no days off that we weren't competing. We were either in the basement when it was snowing out up in Buffalo. We were playing mini hockey. Uh, we were, you know, we were setting up gla- like forts to play gladiators uh, in the basement. It was just nonstop action at all times. There was a lot of brawls growing up. Uh, <laughs> but let me tell you, like we had to do it. Like that was just part of 
it. Like that was part of our fun. Uh, no matter how serious it got or if we were just playing for fun, uh, it's just what we did. And I feel like it just stick, uh, stuck with me throughout, you know, the whole time. And then what we always do is, uh, you know, always have a party. Like after we always, uh, you know, worked hard that whole day, played sports all day, and then we would celebrate a little bit um, at night, even as kids. Like uh, just, you know, it, it changed in different manners, you know, <laughs> as, as you grow up. <laughs> but uh, it just started when I was a kid, man, all the competition. And then since it started so young as, you know, competing at that level, it just turned into like work and, and work that was fun. Work hard and play hard. Rob Gronkowski is with me. Your team, obviously, the Buccaneers, you come off a championship, and now literally everyone is coming back. What does it say about your team and the leadership of it that every single player from that team wanted to come back? Yo, it's pretty crazy for sure. Uh, I've never been a part of that, you know, where every single player on your team comes back. It's it's pretty incredible, and uh, I'm super pumped about it because – you know, just going through training camp and the whole year last year, it was a great time, man. We all stuck together throughout the whole year. Uh, even during the, you know, the tougher times, uh, we stuck together and, and through the great times. And uh, that's what made this team so special. So I'm pumped to have everyone back. I'm pumped to be a part of it. Uh, and it just says a lot, you know, how we all want to stick together. And uh, it just shows that, you know, just overall, you know, at every position, there's just great leadership. Uh, all over the place, uh, you know, from the top of the organization to the bottom, that everyone just wants to stick together and just keep working hard because we work hard here. We work really hard, but at the same time, uh, you know, we love to do it and uh, have fun with it too. And obviously your friend Tom Brady is a big part of that. And, And I hear people use the phrase frequently, not just with him, but with a lot of players, that he creates a culture, that Tom Brady it, it sets a culture. How would you describe what that actually means? What does that look like? How did he come to Tampa and create a culture? I would say the, you know, the, you know, the manner uh, of, of how he carries himself when he steps on the field, the tone that he brings uh, to the team, uh, you know, to the meetings, the tone that he brings uh, out to the practice field. I would say that's where it truly all begins is that, you know, he's not just going out to the practice field to practice. He's going out, you know, to perfect what we got uh, we got uh, on our table, on the table that day, uh, to perfect the plays, uh, to go out there you know, with a purpose. And with the tone that he brings, it just sets the mood uh, for everyone else that, uh, to get better at the same time. It's fascinating to watch that kind of leadership because, you know, he, he seems to be able. We've all seen the, the shots of him, you know, on the sideline. He's yelling at people and he's mad and all that. And he obviously has the kind of relationship with everyone that he can do that. And it's not just that they respect him, but there has to be something beneath that, right? At some point, if someone is just yelling at you a lot, if, if there isn't something more than just respect there, that has to turn into a problem. And it never does. How does that work? How, how do you see that work? Uh, I mean, he's definitely toned down, you know, he's yelling and all that, his, uh, his, you know, his mini tantrums, uh, that, you know, that you see every once in a while that was toned down big time this year for sure. Uh, you know, being in a whole new organization, everything, but, uh, it's all for, you know, you know, for, you know, uh, the general purpose of a bigger cause, you know, uh, to, you know, get his teammates on the right track. Uh, you know, it's not just to yell to just yell. Um, it's to, you know, whenever that happens, uh, it's to yell, to get the players motivated or to get you to do the right thing, to get your mind right, 
uh, so you're ready to go the next time you step out on the field or the next drive or whatever it is. It's never to just yell because he wants to yell. There's always a purpose behind it. It's always a purpose to uh, make you better and get you right uh, so you go out there and do it right and, and do uh the best you can uh, when you hit the field. Rob Gronkowski, who was the perfect choice to be the Secretary of Summer, uh, teaming up with Bud Light with me for another moment here on ESPN Radio. You know, Gronk, you've accomplished so much. What motivates you now? What drives you to continue pushing yourself to be the best you can be with everything you've done in the sport? Uh, that, that's a good question. Uh, I've definitely accomplished, you know, a good amount out there. Uh, being the secretary of summer is maybe one of my biggest accomplishments out there, actually. <laughs> but uh, but you got to always find ways to keep on going. Uh, you got to find ways to stay motivated. And to tell you the truth, what motivates me every single day is giving, getting up and moving um, and competing. Uh, if I don't do that, if I'm not working out, if I'm not competing, um, I don't feel right. You know, I don't feel like myself. Uh, I don't feel like I can joke around like how I want to joke around. Uh, and that's what motivates me is just the, that feeling uh, of not doing anything. And I don't want that feeling. So I love the feeling of, you know, working out, getting better, getting stronger, getting faster. Uh, just the idea of getting better out on the football field, competing and also helping out your team. Uh, when I'm doing that, I feel like myself. Then I feel like I can, you know, do what I want to do, go out and have a good time um, after I comp- uh, complete what I really want to complete in the morning. So that's that's just me, and uh, I got to work out, I got to compete, and uh, that's what keeps me going, and that's why I'm motivated to do it, because when I'm not doing it, I don't feel like myself. A couple of more quick ones before I know you need to run. Um, your buddy Tom Brady was on the Draft-A-Thon the other day, and he said he would trade two of his Super Bowl rings for an unbeaten season. Now, I know you weren't on that team that almost went 19-0. That was before you got there. But generally, you're another one with a whole bunch of championships. Would you trade two Super Bowl championships for one unbeaten season? Oh, man, that's a good question. That's a real good question. And what's crazy is that, like, wherever I go, people think I was part of that team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, because I was in New England for a while, won a, won a lot of championships there. So I totally understand. Uh, but that was actually the first Super Bowl I ever went to because I was going to the University of Arizona, and my dad brought me to that game. Mm. Uh, and unfortunately, they lost. But would I trade two Super Bowl rings for an undefeated season? Uh, I would say no. I I I want it. Uh, not personally, not myself, because I, I just want to be a. Uh, I don't want to trade in any because I think there's a chance, you know, in my life to. To be on a team like that, so I don't feel like I don't have to trade in any Super Bowl ring. So I see in the future that I have a chance, you know, to be on a team like that. So I ain't trading any rings in. I just got to keep going for it. Maybe this year we'll see. A great Rob Gronkowski with me. One more quick one for you here. I was positive Julian Edelman was going to come down there with you guys. Absolutely positive. He announced <laughs> his retirement. What are the chances you guys talk him into unretiring and coming down and playing in Tampa this year? You know, Jules was an unbelievable player, and he literally gives it his all for his teammates. And, uh, you know, I just wish, you know, the best for Julian to heal up. Uh, you know, obviously in his, you know, little press conference thing that he said he was going to go to the till the uh, tires fall off, and he sure has. So I'm hoping he heals up. I want the best for him. Um, I've been in that situation before. And uh, I believe, you know, if Julian truly heals up and, uh, you know, whatever's hurting on him uh, – 
you know, and he, and he fully heals and feels good. I think he'll be back. I don't see why he wouldn't be back eventually in the future, uh, maybe a year or two away. He, let me tell you, he's just a competitor. Uh, so if I say if he heals up 100 uh, percent, feels good, I think he'll be back in the NFL. But uh, I don't know what team. I don't know where. Uh, but I think he's going to at least take this year off. He's got a lot going on, and then uh, he'll be back, I think, if, if, like I said, if he heals up 100%. Fair enough. I know what team and where, but we'll see what's up happening. What I don't I- know where. I, don't, <laughs> I, I can't, you know, I can't predict the future right I don't now. Know. We got this year. I don't think he'll play this year. Brady is in Tampa. That, he'll, he'll Gronk is in Tampa. It just seems right that Edelman will be. One, one last thing for you quickly, all, all kidding aside, and this just sort of jumped into my head because, you know, I remember when you retired and the first time or the only time that you retired and you seemed just and you were physically worn out and all of that. And a lot of people thought it was also because Bill Belichick's style is such that it can wear people out. And I just wonder now, all these years later, you had so much success there. Like, what is that relationship like? How are you and Bill today? Uh, you know, it's always been a great relationship, actually. And um, I'm super blessed just to have the nine years that I had there big time. I've learned so much uh, throughout my time there. But um, I would say the relationship's fine. I mean, I really haven't talked to him at all since uh, I've been traded to the Tampa Bay Bucks. But um, if I see him, you know, in the streets, if I see him out at an event, a football event, wherever it is, a charity event, um, I have absolutely no problem with him. I feel like we would just, you know, kick it off like we normally would any event, uh, you know, talk some football real quick because, you know, he's, he's got to always talk football hmm. and uh, just catch up quick. But I feel like there'll be no problems at all and we'll just kick it off like how we normally do. Very good. Right. Look, Rob Gronkowski again, teamed up with Bub Light. He is the perfect choice to be the secretary of summer. This was a pleasure. Gronk, <laughs> thank you very much for taking the time today. Best of luck with this and best of luck next season. I'll, I'll see you down the road. All right, Greeny. Take care, man. Thanks for having me. You too. That's Rob Gronkowski, um, who really is just a fascinating person. There's so much about him that I just find so incredibly interesting. Um, I don't know. I don't fully understand. Not sure what the right way to phrase this is. My natural disposition has never been just to be happy in the absence of anything else, which is to say I'm envious of people whose default emotion seems to be enthusiasm, happiness, and joy. Like, some people are just like that, and I I don't know if that's... That's why I try to ask him about it, and most people who are like that can't explain why they're like that, which is why what suggests to me that's not something that is learned. It's something that is just sort of intrinsically inside of you. Um, But he just seemed, generally speaking, to find the joy in everything. I don't know that anyone is enjoying being anything more than he's enjoying being Gronk. And God bless him. I mean, what, what, for lack of a better way of putting this, you know, for all of us, this is not a dress rehearsal. Like, this is our one shot at this thing. And the only objective for any of us really should be happiness, right? Like, just be as happy as you can. However it is you can arrive at that, Whatever it is that makes you feel that way, so long as you're not infringing on other people's ability to do the same, then I'm all for. And he just seems to get that. He just seems to be a fun guy. So whether I always rooted against his teams, which I did, um, or not, doesn't really have anything to do with it. I've always admired that. He has a real, he's a, (laughs) to use a a ridiculously dated expression, he is a true bon vivant. (laughs) No one is sort of enjoying life. More than that guy is, and I I enjoyed the chance to chat with him. That was Gronk on the Goodyear Hotline, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear, more driven. I I can't think of anything more different than that and today's green list. (laughs) But I've been saving it. Let's do it. (laughs) 
The list is what determines who matters in this business. The Green List. We'll do this quick because I'm not exactly sure how exciting this is going to be for everybody. This was Hembo's idea. So if you find this excruciating to sit through, blame Hembo. But today, on this day, May 5th, in the year 1955, the Broadway musical Damn Yankees opened at the 46th Street Theater in New York City, and it ran over 1,000 performances. Hembo loves theater, and he knows I love theater. And so he said, Greeny, why don't you do a list of the five greatest shows you've ever seen on Broadway? And so I did put that list together, and I will give it to you quickly. Again, if you find this unbelievably uninteresting, blame Hembo. <laughs> Number five. Number five, there is a show that is running now, or at least if, if and when Broadway, when Broadway comes back, which we all hope it does as soon as possible. There's almost nothing I love more about New York City than the live theater. Um, there is a show called Dear Evan Hansen, which is a magnificent musical. And the performance by Ben Platt, who originated the role of Evan Hansen, which I was fortunate enough to see him in it, and he won the Tony, might have been as good as anything I've ever seen on Broadway. I'm not sure I ever saw any individual better than he was in that show. I don't know if that's one of the five best shows I've seen, although it was magnificent and is still running. Again, if it comes back and you are fortunate enough to either live in New York or come to New York to see theater, go see that for sure. It's fantastic. Um, his performance, I think, definitely belonged in it. Number four. As did, I as a kid got to see James Earl Jones on Broadway in a show called Fences, which at one time I think they were making into a movie. I remember reading that they were going to make a movie out of that and Eddie Murphy was going to play the lead role. And I don't think it ever happened. I have to believe I'd know that that movie existed if it had happened. <laughs> um, but the legendary James Earl Jones, what can you say? I mean, he's as iconic as anybody. He's He's been... Everything is, I mean, where do I start? He's the voice of Darth Vader for crying out loud. Um, I mean, I got to see him on Broadway in a sensational show called Fences. I'll put that on my list. Number three. I saw Peter O'Toole on Broadway in Pygmalion. And I remember, this is my honest opinion. I think he was so drunk when he was on stage <laughs> that he could not stand up. He kept sort of falling into this chair. And I don't know if he was doing it on purpose or not, <laughs> but he had a le- he was legendary for drinking so much. And I believe he was le- sort of legendarily drank a lot when he was on stage. And he may very well have been that night. I can't speak to it. I didn't meet him. I never got a chance to ask him. And he's unfortunately no longer with us. But I saw him in that on Broadway and it was magnificent. Number two. Number two, I saw Nathan Lane and Matthew Broderick in The Producers. Now, The Producers is a movie you can still see. They, the original Mel Brooks movie, it was the first movie he ever wrote and directed. And then they made it, this version of it into a movie. But when the two of them were on Broadway, it was freaking magic. And it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. They were phenomenal. They were so good, it was ridiculous. Nathan Lane in that was brilliant. He won the Tony. Matthew Broderick, it was absolutely awesome. Number one. The number one is Hamilton. Whatever it is people have told you, it's better. I mean, I, I can't ruin it for you. I can't tell you it's so good that it will not live up to your expectations because it will. There are no expectations you can have that it will not live up to. And it is available to be watched on Disney Plus right now, and I recommend you do it every single day. And even with that, I recommend you come to Broadway and see it. I saw it with the original cast, so I saw Lin-Manuel and I saw everybody else in it, and I have subsequently befriended some of the people who are in the cast. Um, but that was the best thing I ever saw by far. By far was the best thing I ever saw. In fact, mm. the only time 
that I've ever really been able to make my mother-in-law's day. So my mother is a crazy sports fan. My mother-in-law, not as much. She, she, she is just not, it's not her thing. Um, but she is a crazy fan of all things Broadway, in particular Hamilton. Well, when I saw it the first time, I saw it before it was famous. We went to see it before it I became remember this. iconic. You talked about it. We just called up and bought tickets. Like, like now, there's a waiting list of tickets. It's like four years long. We literally just ordered tickets and got them <laughs> and went to see it. And I was so blown away by so much of it, in particular the performance of a guy named David Diggs, who has gone on to become a pretty famous person. But at that time, he, David was not, and no one knew who he was. And he played both Lafayette and Thomas Jefferson. If you haven't seen it, you won't know what I'm talking about. But he's so unbelievable in this. They tweeted how great he was. He tweeted me back. He was followed me. He's a crazy sports fan. And that is how I got to meet him and subsequently almost all of the members mm. of the cast and got to introduce my mother-in-law to them. And that, in my 23 years of marriage, is, I think, the most wow. impressed that she ever was. She was certainly not impressed when I introduced her to Eli Manning. <laughs> she was <laughs> very... And, and I love Eli, but she was much less excited about that than she was Lin-Manuel and, and David. Hey, anyway. By the way, Fences was a movie. It came out in 2016. It Denzel did. was in it. You missed it. One of the top 10 films of 2016. I don't know where you were. Thanks. I was obviously elsewhere. Thank you for the update. That's Bubba, who is a well-known movie critic. See you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can check out Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. Also, don't miss Greenie on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 Eastern on ESPN. This is Greenie, the podcast.